For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. He is a gorilla of destiny, a bullet club OG, continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island. With your host, the baby face heel, Tamatonga. Yo, 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 guys, welcome back to Thomas Island Podcast. I'm your host, Tamatonga, and my co-host, the culture vulture, Ross Berman. Guys, we've got an exciting week. Uh, there's a lot of things going down. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking facts, we're gonna be speculating, we're gonna have some opinions. We're going to shoot the shit, man. Let's shoot it. Shoot it from the hip. If you guys are new here, join us on the chat on Twitch, on Thomas Island Twitch. You can chat it up, ask questions. We can try to answer them during the podcast. Okay, man. Hope. Hey, let's state the obvious, man, Ross. Yep. Uh, a main player, man. Main, main player. Very creative uh, guy, wrestler, entertainer, performer. Just uh, vacated. WWE, you guys know mm-hmm. him as the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Um, what, the, <laughs> I, what the? What the? What the hell, dude, Ross? Man, dude, I, that's the question that I was gonna ask you because I have no, I am not alone in this. I have no clue what the hell is going on right now in WWE. There seems to be some kind of fire sale going on. Uh, they got rid. They've been clearing talent left and right. Now they've gotten rid of Bray Wyatt, who I have. I've I've had some sources tell me that he was like when he's active, he sells the only person that outsells him in merch is usually Roman Reigns. I mean, like this is a guy who not only is does he have a loyal following, but he has a loyal following that buys his shit. They buy his merch, and for some reason, he he says that he was cited budget cuts. For some reason, for budget cuts are the reason cited. WWE has let Wyndham Rotunda, formerly Bray Wyatt, off into the the wrestling world to do whatever the hell he wants, which I, I don't know. I, if I'm WWE, I want to keep a guy like that on lockdown. I want to, you know, between the brain, the wrestling and the pedigree that he's got, you're letting a lot go there. Oh, budget cuts. I know those guys that they've let go. Uh, at least I know two of them were, uh, you know, high money type yep. of guys. And I know Bray Wyatt was, is worth that money. If he's bringing mm-hmm. in that money and, uh, <sighs> Then again, you know, I know, I know for a fact that a couple of years ago he wasn't happy where he was standing, mm-hmm. and I know he, you know, just through through friends, I know he was unhappy. So, you know, do you think he might have asked for his release? It does, from what he has said, and it doesn't sound like he asked for it. Because he, he kind of has made a statement about how he's going to miss everyone. He said the cult of Wyatt is coming soon. He's he's been very coy about it. Uh, as most releases are, 
But it doesn't sound like he asked for this release. It sounds like he was called, told, we're cutting the budget and uh, you you have to go. They also they also cut, uh, a, I think it was a couple months ago, they cut his brother, uh, Bo, uh, mm-hmm. Bo Dallas. Uh, and so the, the Rotunda family, who has, has had a long history in WWE, I mean, uh, my, uh, their, their father was Erwin R. Scheister. He has been... Uh, uh, definitely someone that has worked backstage at WWE for a long time. And so it does feel very weird that, A, they're letting Bray Wyatt go. And then the news just broke recently that Ric Flair asked for his request. And they let Ric Flair go as Woo! well, which oh. you can you can, which you can say what you want about, you know, how, whether he doesn't get used a lot on TV. It's not like, they're you know, he was a weekly presence. But when they release someone like that, it also means they can't sell Ric Flair merch anymore. Which I know is one of those things that like WWE loves to pump up that Ric Flair nostalgia. If you ever play a WWE 2K game, they usually end up with like, I don't know, two or three different variations of Ric Flair in every game. And so now that he's now that he's out, that is a that is a big kind of pillar of wrestling history that WWE like to lean on. I mean, I'm sure enough of their trademarks have been shifted to, to Charlotte that maybe they're not losing too much, but they, they love Rick. They love to use Ric Flair, especially Triple H. Yeah. I, so I, I just read on Twitter, he put out a statement, <laughs> Ric Flair did. Yep. And uh, he's like, he just didn't like where uh, they had just had, uh, what's it, creative differences, right? Yep. He, they wanted to go one way. He wanted to go another way. And uh, okay. I respect, I respect that, you know, and he's thankful. He, he's thankful that, you know, he wouldn't be yep. in the position that he's at right now if it wasn't for them. Props, but still, you made a great point, man. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody loves the, loves Ric Flair, man, the nature boy. You can't, you can never go wrong with the nature boy, man. Oh, absolutely. Like, like if I'm hearing this WWE news that they've released Ric Flair from his Legends contract, if I'm a Stone Cold or if I'm uh, like a Kevin Nash or anyone that's got that WWE Legends contract, I'm going to, I'm calling them and being like, hey, my my rate just went up a little bit because you you've let go of so you've they they <laughs> love to use to <laughs> exactly they love to use nostalgia and if if they're gonna let go of one of the main guys they will bring out to to talk about the glory days if you're from those glory days you just became a lot more valuable to uh to WWE but it also yeah but it, it all and it also speaks to WWE backstage that if a guy like Ric Flair who has the pull that a a name like Ric Flair does can't get on the same page as WWE creative, what hope does someone that doesn't have the name recognition of Ric Flair have? You know what I mean? Because we're hearing that with a lot of these releases, especially guys like Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, it has hit morale very deeply in WWE of people who have even been deep veterans saying like, I I don't trust my employment here anymore. They could cut me whenever the hell they want, pretty much unless your name is Reigns, Uso, or Rollins, or Lynch. It doesn't seem like they're going to, they're they're going right. to, you know, try and keep you on i don't know is there is, what kind of waves have you kind of felt from this because you you talk well, to wrestlers yeah. yeah well we also talked about it when we had uh john from uh jimmy's uh, yep. seafood you know they're making these cuts right it, it mm-hmm. makes it makes me somebody that's working on the outside never want to go in because it mm-hmm. makes I, I feel very uh vulnerable it, mm-hmm. like i have no security whatsoever so to see these guys again oh my god can like these are names like yep. really big, humongous names, and, and and I I'm like, damn, I don't I don't. How do you survive in there? How do what 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 are they doing wrong? You know, because I thought if you if you're an earner, like like if you're in the mm-hmm. market, right, you're an earner. They're gonna do everything they yes. can to keep your ass. Thank right? you. 
<laughs> Thank you. Because that's where I'm at with Bray that's Wyatt. Because business. Yeah. No, because you're you're right. Bray Wyatt was very frustrated a couple of years ago. That's where even it feels like the fiend came from. So much of the fiend like storyline is built around like Bray Wyatt, the character being frustrated with the confines of WWE. And so this is clearly a guy who will who will work with creative to try and get it to where he wants it to be it's not like he was saying that doesn't work bring me something else he was he was working hard at this and he was not only working hard but he was earning he was earning money i mean when they put out those let me in athletic shorts people were were buying those they will pretty much they the fiend fans will pay through the nose for that fiend merch and it seemed like that's the one rule of wrestling is if you're if you're making money for the company they're going to keep you around and look at look at the adversity he had to go over. How many how many mm-hmm. did, he, did he change? Like what three? He was Husky Harris. He was the fiend. He was Bray Wyatt. He was a, a cartoon version of Bray Wyatt. He was yeah. the fiend. Like this is a guy who they've really put through the ringer. A very creative was able mm-hmm. to go over any obstacle that was given to him and and adapt to all situations and come through and make them money. How do you what man? I, Damn, how, how do you let go of a worker like that? You know, I, a, a great performer, great wrestler mm-hmm. inside the ring comes from a, a line yep. of wrestlers. Yep. What is it that I'm missing here? What, what, tell me, Ross, what am I the, missing here? I, the only thing I can think of, and this is in complete tinfoil hat territory, the, the main conspiracy theory is on the most recent earnings call, Vince McMahon said that he doesn't see AEW as competition. And in fact, at one point, he drops this little nugget where he says, and maybe we, I don't know what their investments are, and maybe we can give them some more talent. Because he, I love when so we he, talk like this, man. So, so, Vin, so Vince has already put it out there that he feels AEW has made their name on his former talent, that he's, it, as, every time he releases someone, they end up in AEW making a big splash, making money for them. And now it's almost like he's daring AEW to take these big money names like Braun Strowman, like Bray Wyatt. Hell, Tony Khan already has, he already oh has God, Tully. <laughs> he's already got, he's already got Tully. He's already got Arn. Imagine dangling Ric Flair in front of Tony Khan when they've already got the glut that they're at, when they've already got the, the amount of people on their roster that they do. It feels like a dare. It feels like seeing if Tony Khan is going to actually take everyone Vince throws at him. Don't fall for it, Tony, man. You yep. got the budget. I know who your daddy is and shit. I know what kind of money yep. you got, but I know the, the, the shit that's coming your way, the money that's coming your way. I, I, is that enough to carry this? Are you mm-hmm. are you able to build a bigger ship than you got now, like Noah's Ark to carry all these <laughs> ex, ex-wrestlers? Not ex-wrestlers, but these, these legends, you know, these other top yep. names, and pay them what they're worth because they are worth a lot. Oh, now, man. No, well, now that... That is that is one point that uh, AEW has made very clear. Every time someone brings up, whether it's a CM Punk, whether it's a Daniel Bryan, whether it's a Chris Jericho or a, a, a John Moxley, what always comes up is they took a pay cut, but the creative freedom was worth the pay cut. And so, like, I don't, A, I don't think Tony Khan's going to pay them what their WWE contracts were. I don't think he's got that kind of money. But they, they have been so slow and so steady in these first couple of years where like even when they were head to head with NXT, AEW's focus seemed to be putting on the best show, not necessarily countering what WWE's doing. And so I would hope that Tony Khan and AEW and everyone that's that's helping Tony Khan run that company are level-headed enough to be like, all right, there's a lot of people out there that we don't have to necessarily sign everyone, but they also have that extra hour of TV time coming up. And so it it does feel very 
Uh, how could you not if you're Tony Khan? How could you? St- I mean, Bray Wyatt, you could bring the entire the entire group of Fiend fans over to AEW with all of the money that they spend on Fiend merchandise. How do you turn that down? Look, look, Vince McMahon might have said this in, in, in your guest little press conference. He might have said, uh, I don't see them as competition. Yeah. I don't see them as like WCW. But all the shit that I've seen, all the doc- documentaries, the biographies, mm-hmm. autobiographies, whatever it is, they kind of anybody's writing about, written about Vince McMahon and the moves that he's made in the past since mm-hmm. whenever. Yeah. Bullshit! I don't believe yeah. the words that came out of his mouth. Bullshit! He's- I oh boy, he is inside. He's man, he's strategizing right now. If anybody, he's but he loves he loves competition, mm-hmm. man. I don't care. He'll squash. He's looking to squash me like a bug. Oh. I- I maintain I maintain Vince meant what he said that he doesn't see AEW's competition, but only be only for this reason. Vince strikes me as the kind of guy who doesn't personally compete with anyone, but he is technically competing with everyone for the world. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't run the world if there's one guy running the world. And so anytime anytime someone is, you know (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. You don't see them as as that kind of but Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Man, yeah. he's gonna yep. squash you. He's he's, yep. he's he's if you're coming on the same lane, he's gonna turn his car right into you and keep on driving. That's the way I see it. He may oh, be no, a bicycle I'm... and he might be a Ferrari. He's still gonna mm-hmm. hmm, get you a yep. little damn way. No, see, I'm that's the way I see it. No, I'm I'm completely with you. That's why that's why I I'm willing to bring up that that slightly speculative theory that he's just he's just daring Tony Khan to to get to to take on too many people. It's this it's the same thing he basically did in the late '90s, where it's you know just daring WCW to take as many people as possible, especially of the old old guard as possible. Um, and and some of these releases really, I mean, Ric Flair especially letting him go. Like, I understand that Ric Flair asked for it. He had creative differences with WWE, but WWE still had to grant it. And to grant it feels like them going, let's see if Tony Khan can handle Ric Flair. We've been, we've been running with Ric for 20 years. Let's see, let's see what happens when Ric Flair has to deal with a new guy. I can see what you're saying about the old, you know, guard, like like WCW back in the day with the old guard. You know, he's trying mm-hmm. to let these guys go. I th- it doesn't that feel just yeah. like, I, I watched well, cause, I tuned in on Raw last night mm-hmm. and I didn't I knew about 10%, 15% of somebody in there. Yep. I didn't know anybody else, man. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Hell, oh, okay. hell, he's even he's even got MVP like side-eyeing with Goldberg's kid who's like <laughs> Who is who is like the definition of a WWE homegrown talent? We've seen him on TV since he was thirteen or whatever. Um, but it, it it definitely feels like because like Alistair Black, uh, currently Malachi Black, the former Tommy End, spooky guy that they cut. Bray Wyatt, another spooky guy they cut. They they are kind of they are kind of it feels like cutting some more of the yes they still have Alexa Bliss, but it feels like they're cutting some of the darker. Uh, aspects of WWE at the moment like even Retribution was pulled back on so that's no longer a thing like they are really trying to 
embrace the fact that if, if AEW has truly run away with 18 to 49 or that, or that adult demographic, we can be, we can still be the kids show. We can still be the, the cartoon happy fun time. Cause that is trying to sell the, still trying to sell the Disney. I don't know where I'm not saying they're trying to sell. I'm saying they're trying to, they're trying to reinvent themselves. They're trying to become a much more like set. And they do this every 10 years. They become like the Saturday morning wrestling. They flirt with being edgy for a little bit. They have John Cena and Roman Reigns be like, Oh yeah, no one can get you off. Like I can, but then they, they move into stuff like Nikki Ash. They move into uh, even, even Bobby Lashley is starting to come off as more, more of a kid's character than like a, a full grown up uh, uh, character. He's like, he's like a kid's idea of what a sports star is. Right. Um, I was watching that raw last night and I was trying mm-hmm. to like kind of keep up with, like just kind of know the storylines and and it's very it is like it's uh it's for kids like you can catch mm-hmm. on real quick you can come in and watch yep. it and be entertained and, and and know what's going on uh mm-hmm. pretty pretty fast right yep. it's not very it's not very deep i, I would say like yep. like some of the other storylines the other companies are doing mm-hmm. but i I could okay. That's a strategy. Yep. I like that. I you know it's about the money, man, and and yep. you're catering towards the kids. I'm, okay, I respect that, but still, I'm gonna speculate, man. Oh, good. absolutely. That's what that I hey, I'm I'm with you. It does feel like WWE because even all right. Let's let's talk about the other big news from WWE. Adam Cole, a central figure of NXT, mm. has apparently been working without a contract since at least July. There was some internal speculation that he he's they originally it sounds like the company was afraid that his contract had lapsed in December and they forgot about it. Then when they checked it, found out it, it was going to be due in July. And so now he's been working since July with no contract, just the deal that once we get through SummerSlam weekend, he will uh, uh, they will try and put pen to paper, which I should say is exactly what Lex Luger was telling them in 1995. Don't worry. I know we haven't signed the deal yet, but where am I going to go? I'm your guy. Uh, well, and Adam Cole really likes it. WWE. He, yep. I'm, I bet he knew he was his contract was done. Mm-hmm. I, there's yep. no way, no way he didn't know that. But he likes, oh, he likes being there, man. I, you oh. know, he would have made I'm, a move already. Oh yeah, I'm not saying he's going anywhere. I'm just saying he's been working without a contract, and it does suggest that there is something at the executive level that has just stopped paying attention to most of the day to day stuff in WWE. Like if they if they don't even recognize when one of their top NXT talents is, his contract is uh, expiring, what else are they missing? And that's the that that's the kind of stuff that makes me think. They're, that they're selling. That's the kind of thing that really fuels that selling speculation is because everyone who would pr- most likely take a buyout and leave if they ever got sold have mentally checked out, it feels like. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, there are some really sloppy things that going on sense. in a billion dollar. <laughs> when, when a billion dollar company gets that sloppy, people have checked out. Like, there's no, there's no other uh, reason. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Because what's his name? Uh, Malachi Black, right? Malachi mm-hmm. Black, he... No, uh, no, uh, 30 day, uh, or how, how long is it? 60? He, he, no 90 day compete. He only had days. about 30 or so. Yeah. 30 days on the NX. Cause when he brought, got brought up to the main roster, they didn't update the NXT deal. Cause again, someone has checked out apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Malachi Black doesn't have, uh, the, the, uh, no compete. They usually have, he wasn't the only one. Apparently other people were getting called after they released to try and sign up for like a new non, you know, like they were really trying to keep everyone as as tight as possible i'm gonna um, fire you and then mm-hmm. after 30 days i'm gonna call you hey hold on i'm sorry can you sign this so you can't compete with us are you, are you <laughs> to, to, 
to be fair, you do get you do get money for the non compete. Like if you have a non compete clause, you you are getting a little stipend. Okay. So it's All not right. like they're it's not like they're just like sign this paper and don't work. They're like sign this paper, don't work. We'll we'll float you a little cash. Like it's yeah. it's not the. Okay, I'll take that. All right, yeah. if, if you're not a name like Malachi, okay, I'll take that. But with your hot name, shit, hey, good move on him, man. Mm-hmm. Good move on him. Just speaking, In- you know, going over to to AEW and speaking of AEW. My younger brother Hikuleo, man, made his yep. debut last week. Mm-hmm. Ooh, my man, was a, man, we should we should all hope to have as good of a debut as your brother in any kind of job. I mean, he shows up on TNT in a title match with the legend Haku backing him up. Yes, it's his father, but it's also still a goddamn legend. And so it's just, it was, it, I don't know. I, I, I can only imagine how you and your brother and your family felt about that. Cause I was, I was over here as just a member of the Thomas Island crew being like, oh, this is beautiful. This is great. How, how, what, what was, what was kind of, what was kind of the vibe while you were watching his match? We, yeah. It was, we were tuned in uh, the whole family. We all called each other, texting each other. I, <laughs> I was on, I was on vacation. So, you know, I'm at the beach mm-hmm. trying to catch the channel. So you know, all my kids, you know, screaming, you know, <laughs> Uncle, you know, Uncle Hikuleo, of course, yep. real name, you know, but keeping yep. it kayfabe, let's keep of course. it a little bit, of course. Much, you know, but, you know, the whole family was all over, all over the United States was tuning in to watch, everybody was real proud and happy, and mm-hmm. to see him with my pop, man, you know, uh, damn, that's, that's so badass, man, TNT, mm-hmm. you know, nationalized television, and it's just, I was very proud, man, mm-hmm. and, and against, you know, Lance Archer, Archer was in a New Japan when my young, uh, younger brother came in as a young boy, so, you know, there was a time there where Lance was uh, the only big man in New Japan that height besides Fale that was giving him a lot of, uh, you know, tips. So that to me, like, it was cool, man. It was dope. Mm-hmm. It was dope to see that, you know, really dope. That's really. great. I don't it, know what it, else to say about it, but dope. It was really no, dope. yeah. That, that's that's all there because, like, look, he, it's still his debut. He did not he did not win the title, but he had a hell of a first match on national TV. Like, it really it speaks to uh, to New Japan's training and also to the work that he's been putting in on Strong. That that's how good he looked on that uh, on that debut. If you want, if you're just getting on that Hikuleo bandwagon, head over to New Japan World, catch up on some of those episodes of Strong. The man has been. The man has really been turning in that kind of that kind of work, um, and and not only did he, did he debut, he debuted on one of AEW's biggest episodes in history. I mean, like they they really popped another huge over a million uh, viewership for this. The main event, which was a death match between Nick Gage and Chris Jericho, was one of the highest rated segments a- AEW's done. I mean, like they really. They really knocked it out of the park, and Deathmatch Wrestling can now say that they are a draw on national TV. They got they got Dominoes involved in it. Now oh, Paps Domino. Blue Ribbon is Paps <laughs> Blue Ribbon is young. That, yep. that pizza cutter damn caused a ruckus on 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 uh, online, man. Yeah, Dominoes was like, we did not allow this. Damn it, we we did not. <laughs> but you know damn well everybody was talking about Dominoes, and they yep. were like, yes, behind closed doors, like yes, yeah, you know, evil laugh. Hell yeah, that was a. That was that was beautiful, beautifully done oh, by yeah. AEW. I don't care. Like I know Dave Meltzer didn't like that shit. I know he <laughs> about death, death match. Yeah. You forget Dave Meltzer. He's old school and doesn't know shit from squat. But uh, <laughs> besides the death match on AEW, I've seen a couple ones, man. GCW. Yeah. I, I I tuned in. I've never watched uh, GCW <laughs> before, but yeah. I had to come in and check out these death matches, man. And yeah. uh, 
That's a little too much blood for me. I'll keep it. <laughs> nah, fair, <laughs> fair. shit. <laughs> that ain't my shit, and I'm okay with it. Uh, absolutely. Somebody keeps telling me I need a death match, and I keep telling them, no, thank you. I'm no, good. absolutely. I don't need no. It's uh, it definitely death matches are the thing right now, but I'm with you. They're not for everyone. I think the AEW got very lucky that they were able to. A, I think they prepared the audience very well for who Nick Gage is, what deathmatch wrestling is, and so no one, no, there wasn't anyone that was like blindsided with their ten year old, like, oh my god, what is this? Um, and then it 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 also it also speaks to the fact that like a lot of the old adages that WWE has made people believe about the marketability of wrestling just aren't true. I mean, Vince has been very anti-blood from even, even the nineties. Yes. There was a, a brief period where he, you know, he got into having wrestlers bleeding all over the place, but for yeah. the most part, and especially since AEW's come up, he's been a very anti-blood and guts kind of thing. And here we are, AEW's climbing near towards raw ratings with deathmatch wrestling. So I, I really got a props to Jericho for for having his first death match be one of that caliber and B props for AEW for trusting in Gage and trusting in the actual genre of the match to to not drive everyone away. Yeah, I was entertained, man. I, I liked it. I watched it and I was like, geez, I kept I was like, oh shit, man. That is that's definitely not for me. Here, we're, yep. look, we're on uh Twitch on Twitch chat right now, Twine Winder. Thomas says he's too pretty for deathmatch. Damn right I am. I am not. Uh, <laughs> it's either by accident. That that's actually by. Hey, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm on it. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nah. Nah. I'm good. Nope. No. No. It's yourselves. Absolutely no. And it's 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 definitely it's definitely a fair point. I'm very surprised the guys like uh, Matt Cardona are getting into that that deathmatch world. But man, they're they're cannonballing in and uh, and doing. A great, a great job, but this really is a success story for Nick Gage. Because, like, when you think about it, this is a guy who 10 years ago was a, a drug addict. He robbed a bank. He ended up in jail. And now he's not only now he's not only at the point where the prosecutor that put him in jail thinks he's a, a, an absolutely astonishing case of, of recovery and, and a, 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 a role model for, for other addicts struggling. He main evented AEW Dynamite. And and damn it, brought people in. I looked at the quarter hours; they dipped a little bit before the main event, and then that main event came in, and they popped right back up because people a they wanted to see Jericho and they wanted to see Gage. They wanted to see this. Hey man, they wanted to hey, see you missed a good point that uh, a good point about Gage. He robbed yeah. the bank, people. All right, without a mask. Yeah. What the <laughs> my man didn't give it two shits, right? Oh. Wasn't that was it? No mask or no gun? Which one was it, man? He had a mask but no gun. He just had <laughs> oh, a he. Had, he had a note saying this is a robbery. He had a, like a note saying he had a gun, and Same thing, and man. yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And uh, and but it it is it is like I said, he he's very real, and the connection that he has with people can't can't be faked. And guys like Bray Wyatt, they have that connection. Like there are you go into the YouTube comments of any uh, Bray Wyatt video, and they have the entire story. They are they are in it. They are sunk in, and I feel like AEW is, is doing a good job of, of recognizing these organic and genuine connections that wrestlers yeah. have, whereas WWE is very much about the, the opposite. Right. No, it, you know, they love a comeback story, man. Yep. People love a comeback story when you've been down and out on your luck and fucking shit just because everybody can relate. Everybody can connect, mm -hmm. you know, and, and shit, good for Gage, man. Look at him. I love it, mm -hmm. man. Congrats, bro. I think that's awesome that you did that shit on 
on national uh, televised television, man. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, on television, national uh, national television. I can't talk right now, man. I'm yep. so excited to be back here from vacation. Now I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Nah, you're good, man. You're good. I'm I'm with you. It's it's and there's just so much to talk about. Uh, and speak since we're talking about AEW, they are doing their big homecoming event tomorrow night uh, in Jacksonville. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes in the Ultimate Battle of Good and Evil and uh, stuff like that. But they did they did a media call today. And Cody uh, addressed the way that AEW is going to be handling COVID restrictions going forward. They're going to be listening to state and local governments. And for the most part, that's going to be very easy because uh, for outdoor stadiums, you don't have to wear a mask. For indoor stadiums, you do have to wear a mask. The only place this is going to get tricky is Arthur Ashe Stadium. Because Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens is, a, is one of those retractable roof venues. Mm -hmm. If the weather's nice, it's open air. If the weather's not nice, it's closed. And so it's literally, going. depending on what New York's mask regulations are going to be by uh, September 22nd, it's, it's going to be based on the weather, whether or not that is a masked or a non-masked, non-vaccinated show. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're going to have to, like, make that call the day of unless some stuff changes around. Ooh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. What, what's the weather like in New York at this time, man? When, when well, at this... It's it's in late September, which uh, is is right around the point when the the it will still be a little warm in New York, it likely. But it, it is also very possible it'll be rainy. It might be overcast. It might. I don't. I don't know. It, once you get into late September, October in New York State, it starts to get real uh, real wild because winters are long there. Uh, uh, as as so as a lot of people bring up in the chat, rain rain is a big uh, big thing that happens in New York in the fall. Uh, so it's very it's very likely that they're gonna they're gonna be able to uh, they're gonna be able to run open air, but it's also likely that they're gonna have to close it. I just think it's very interesting. Like that's the 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 shit that people are gonna have to be dealing with as we kind of move into this post. Uh, I mean, in Chicago, it's post Lollapalooza, but this this fall era of the Delta variant and all of those is it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a lot like last year, where the restrictions are gonna be kind of a roller coaster. It's um so I've been seeing that on the news a lot is that mm -hmm. Delta variant and um now are these vaccines are these vaccines helping? Yes, yes. What you're finding is now the Delta variant is spreading. People are still catching it, but uh, a some of a lot of it's going through unvaccinated. You are getting some breakthrough cases, a very minimal, very minimal amount of breakthrough cases of vaccinated people getting COVID. But they are finding that because the vaccines are working, when you get COVID, it is the minor annoyance that everyone wanted it to be last. You know what I mean? Like now that now that people actually have antibodies in them, and it sounds like they're they're looking into the idea of a third booster shot might be enough to to uh, wipe out the Delta variant. But uh, it, it it does look like. Yes, it will be it will be complicated in the fall and it will it will still be pretty grim in a lot of the places where the vaccine rates are low, but it's it the vaccines are helping. They are absolutely getting us to that Go point where get vaccinated, people. Yep. All right. We want wrestling yep. full on, full throttle, let's rock and roll. Go get vaccinated. That's all we're it, asking, man. It will make everything easier. I Chicago right now is staring down post Lollapalooza numbers when those come out. I don't know what happens to the United Center. I don't know what happens to Hoffman Estates, but we, it's it's very much a, you know, people are going to be playing some stuff by ear. The one thing helping AEW, Chicago doesn't like to shut down at, before a holiday weekend. So it's entirely possible that all of this stuff is going to come in right after Labor Day weekend and all of the AEW events are going to be fine. But I'm just I, I'm just saying we're going to have it's going to be a wait and see kind of kind of fall.
WWE was just there last uh, Monday, yep. right? This, this yes, that that they were sold out, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, I Cena. Crazy. Cena, Goldberg, uh, a lot of the WWE product are moving the numbers. Like uh, we, they, they were looking a little slow in ticket sales at the at the beginning, but now that events are actually going on, those those ticket scales have jumped right up, and so WWE is doing very well. Last night's Chicago show even technically got a little bit of a ratings bump because there was this morbid curiosity to see a how the Chicago crowd was going to react to WWE and b how the Chicago crowd was going to react to the Wyatt news, the CM Punk news, and all of the other news that uh, seems seems to be kind of taking taking the buzz. There were some CM Punk chants. There were some We Want Wyatt chants. There, I mean, the Chicago crowd was very much a Chicago crowd. But yeah, WWE uh, WWE sold it out. Oh, okay, man. Damn. All right. And since we're you know selling out on shows here, why don't y'all go ahead and uh, New Japan Resurgence mm-hmm. coming out August what fourteenth. August 14th at the Torch at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. It's I mean, the double main event alone is a huge ticket right now. You've got Jay White versus David Finley for the Never Openweight Championship. And then you have Lance Archer versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. That's a hell of a match. There are a couple uh, tag matches that have also been announced featuring some of the Young Lions. And it sounds like, oh, and, and also John Moxley. Is going to be getting his hands on uh, your former buddies, the Good Brothers. We don't know who his. He's going to have a mystery tag partner taking on the Good Brothers. But yeah, John Moxley going to be drinking buddy, right? Yep. He's, oh shit. We will. Uh, we'll see. Here, man. I was going to say. I was about to say. Like, are you? Uh, you. He. He. I'm. I'm just saying. Moxley is going to need it. Don't he? He may have been tagging with Eddie Kingston for a while. Yes, he had his time in the Shield, but he's going to need a tag specialist in his corner. I'm just. You know, maybe someone who knows some. Maybe someone who knows some of the the tricks in the Good Brothers bag. I. I. I'm just saying. I'm seeing people in the chat bringing up Shota Umino. They have already brought up New Japan has announced that uh, Shooter Shota is not going to be able to make resurgence due to travel restrictions. He's in the UK. Right now, I believe working with uh, working with Rev Pro, um, so unfortunately there will be no Shota at, uh, at 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 New Japan Resurgence, but it's still a damn fine card. Right, I'm I'm looking forward to New Japan Resurgence, man. I hope you guys are too. Get your tickets mm-hmm. now. Let's get this shit to rolling, man. Absolutely, come on. Come on. Because not only are things rolling in North America, you guys, the Summer Struggle Tour has been rolling strong over in Japan. Y'all are on the road to uh, on the road to the MetLife Dome. We we talked a little bit about the Tokyo Dome, me and John, last week, and you were in the chat. But since you were kind of on vacation, give us give us your your full thoughts on this. The evil is now full on set his sights on Shingo Takagi. Bullet Club is back in the conversation in New Japan after they've spent so much time in North America kind of kind of running the conversation. What do you, what do you kind of think of this uh this 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 Shingo Evil match that's coming up? I like it. You know, I, I think mm. I think Evil didn't get enough time to show out the last mm. time he went after the title and I think this is a good uh, good place for him to to inject himself. I I personally am a big fan of Evil. I know what he's mm-hmm. capable of. Has he I don't think people have seen what he can produce. Truly, truly, as as a performer, as a wrestler, so I, I want to see Evil. I want to see what he mm-hmm. can do, man. I want to see it. Let's, you know, what what do you think? I know you're a fan oh, of Evil. I know you. Oh, I, I like Evil coming in the Bullet Club before Evil mm-hmm. came in. No one ever. Yep. No one saw that shit. No one. Hey, I was just reading the tea leaves, but no, I'm I'm a, I'm actually I'm torn because a I'm a huge fan of Evil, especially Bullet Club Evil. I think has really brought out 
um, a darker side to him, which considering his last in his last group, he was king of the darkness. Now that he's even darker, I think that that really adds something to it. Uh, but I am also a big fan of IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo Takagi. The man's on a hell of a run. He beat Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome. And and also, this is a this is just a matchup that ever since Evil left Los Ingobernables, I have wanted to see. Because Shingo feels the most similar in LIJ to Evil. He's got that explosive power. He's He's a bit more of a powerhouse, but he's faster. And so I'm... I'm just really excited, for lack of a, to, to put it, you know, bluntly, I'm just excited to watch these guys beat the shit out of each other, because these are not, this is not going to be, this is not going to be a pretty match. This is going to be brutal as hell. Evil is already, has already broken part of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah man. That's how you get evil, man. Mm-hmm. Break that new ass belt. Maybe they can bring back the old belt. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Let me take, let me Ooh. That. Maybe. I'm just talking my shit, man. Russ, hey. I like to talk shit. Oh, I know. I know. Bullet. Bullet Club <laughs> loves to talk shit, especially you. Especially when you got that spoon. You love. You love to stir <laughs> it up. What? What's but, going, uh, man? <laughs> hey. Uh, the, I, 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 I'm with you. I. I. Mm-hmm. I I'm looking for. I think they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. I, mm-hmm. I want to see that pound for pound, you know, you know, you're right. They are similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> there is a lot more. I feel there's a little bit more explosiveness out of, out of Shingo. He's yep. showing it numerous times, time and time again. And especially now that he's a champion, I think he's going to, you know, bring that up even more. Um, but evil, man, evil. Man, <laughs> I, I see him just gradually just coming up, man. He's, he's still got a lot that, that he has to fulfill. And, and <laughs> I think he's going there, man. Evil, you evil son of a bitch, you man. I like this. I'm, I like oh, what's yeah. going in there, man. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm very excited for this match. The f- the feud has been so far. It's it, like it started hot, and it's only going to get hotter uh, from here. So I'm re- I'm real excited to see what happens when you guys come to the MetLife Dome. Uh, but Evil and and Shingo Takagi, not the only story that has been kind of coming out of the Summer Struggle Tour. It's looking like this is this is still very much a lot of subtext, a lot of visual cues and a lot of just hints being dropped in post-match comments. It does not seem like Minoru Suzuki is on the same page as the rest of Suzuki Gun. And in fact, uh, in the build up to the there on, I believe it was August 1st, they had a never open weight challenge against uh, the, the six man tag champs chaos. And Suzuki was was kind of talking as if if they lose that match, he he was kind of joking about it. They, he probably doesn't deserve to to run Suzuki Goon anymore. And then we've been, talking, we've been talking about this shit. Well, let me let me finish because then come August first, Suzuki Goon fails to take the six man tag belts because Goto pins Suzuki. Suzuki flees to the back, his head covered in shame, and the camera just keeps going back and forth between Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, looking at each other like, man, we could have gotten this. We could have won this match. Like, there is there is something very rotten in Denmark. Something in Suzuki-gun is not uh, not clicking. And I look, I'm just going to say it. Tai Chi has never been more popular than he is right now. He has been on a hot streak the past couple of years. That I just I feel like a coup is coming. I don't know. I mean, you hey, you, you know these calling, guys, but calling it, man. We've been talking about this for a very very long time since yeah. Thomas Island began. We've been talking about this on the happy hours. You've been saying it. You feel mm-hmm. like you should be the one that's gonna be the next one in line. And, and I mean, let's be honest. 
he's the second one in line. I mean, mm-hmm. Right? If you look yep. at it, he's been the second one in line. And when was the last time you ever seen Suzuki get pinned like that in a that's, tag match? Tag that's match? what I'm. That's what I'm saying, man. Like this is this is very much not the Suzuki that took over Kojima Gun in Kojima Gun in uh, the early early 2010s. Like this is. He's just, he's not, not quite where he was at, especially in, in it feels like the ranks of Suzuki-gun, because Tai Chi, Zack Sabre Jr., they've been tag champs, they, I mean, look, I know it's a sore subject for you, because they, they took them from you, but they have, nece- they have really built up a following as dangerous techers, to the point, to the point where I feel like, I feel like the fans want to be on Tai Chi's side, they just don't know if they can necessarily be on Suzuki Gun's side, and so I'd, I'd, I'm not saying it's going to be Tai Chi Gun. I'm just saying it feels like something's something's coming. It does not feel like the center can hold there. Okay, I see. I see what you th- what you're throwing out there, I, and I and I agree. I okay. saw all that. I watched them. I watched the way Tai Chi's been looking at his. You know when he mm-hmm. when uh Suzuki Suzuki walked out. Shame in shame, yeah. you see, you see the camera going back and forth. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, they okay. I'm I'm catching it. I'm catching it, man. I, I mm-hmm. can see, I can see it. I can see Taichi, you know, going going to be the front man. I can see it. I I can I can imagine that. Mm-hmm. I can see Zach Saber being his second in command. Now no. I see here in the chat here somebody had brought up that it either be Taichi or Kanemaru. I don't see Kanemaru being no. Being bring up being a lead man, nah. I, I, I no. see Kanemaru as a soldier. He's a soldier, but for somebody who's been like second in command to Suzuki, that would be Taichi. Mm-hmm. And then, and you you would know better better than I. I mean that that Taichi Suzuki relationship. It doesn't feel like it's always been. It's it's very much Suzuki's the boss. Taichi is his 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 underling, mm-hmm. but it really it doesn't feel like Taichi uh, is as as happy with the second in command position as you would want your second in command to be. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you've got a consigliere, we're going back to the mafia. If you've got a consigliere, you want a consigliere that is going, that it doesn't have eyes on the throne. I mean, this is a guy who literally calls himself the Holy Emperor. Mm -hmm. And he, and we're supposed to believe he's going to be second to a guy who just calls himself the King. Like it, it very much feels like it feels like competing kingdoms in the same, the same country almost. And then when you add the fact that Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. have the belts, El Desperado is the junior champ. Doki, Doki has been making a very big play for people's hearts, and so he's very much in there. In fact, in fact, Suzuki was joking that if he loses, it should be da- it should be Doki that replaces it. Like he was very much being like Doki seems to be more popular than me, and so it does feel like Kanemaru and and Suzuki are kind of the odd men out, and Kanemaru's not necessarily the odd man out. He's just, he, he feels more comfortable in that soldier role. And so he's not really, he's not making the plays that Desperado is. He's not making the plays that, that Saber and, and Kanemaru are, uh, but Suzuki and, and to be fair, the super junior tag tournament's coming up. And so that should bring, uh, bring Kanemaru and, and Desperado a little bit back closer together. Mm-hmm. But Suzuki really, he's got that Izuka feel where he's he's more there to be scared to scare people than he is to actually be the leader at this point. He's a um, scary figure, huh? I like. Yeah, that. well, yeah, he's because that's that was that was Izuka's whole thing is he was like that mm-hmm. dangerous wild dog that you couldn't control, and now it's kind of feeling like Suzuki's that the guy they can't control. He's the guy that's costing the matches now. I, it's just it's very. 
It's very curious. Uh, commentary hasn't been talking about it a lot, according to, to Chris Charlton and other folks that, that speak Japanese. But the visual cues are there. That the 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 hints are being dropped. I just I can't I can't take my eyes off it. Uh, it's it's going to be a it's it's definitely going to be a very very interesting time. I want to pull up that that card that we've got covered up for the MetLife Dome because that's kind of the road summer struggles on. We've got the the Super Junior Tag Tournaments me taking up. Uh, a lot of August and uh, but otherwise the the big road is the next the next edition of Wrestle Grand Slam and there have some there have been some big ass uh, it's it's actually I'm sorry uh, it's two days in in the MetLife Dome the fourth and the fifth uh, on the the fourth so far announced Kazuchika Okada is going to be taking on Jeff Cobb as their their rivalry has has hit a, a, a very dangerous point because okada thought he had gotten the best of cobb cobb said he literally said he was leaving to he's going to leave the country and go back to go back to the united states recoup and come back then the very next night attacks okada proves that that was all a lie he's he's there to to stop the rainmaker so that's heating up and then also toru yano the once the former King of Pro Wrestling 2021 is going to be trying to get that tr- that provisional trophy back from your boy Chase Owens, who won the uh, the the, the <laughs> New Japan Rumble in the Tokyo Dome to become the new. He's one of the few people outside of uh, outside of Yano to actually hold this uh, this trophy. Chase what do you what do you the case, man? Yeah. Chase. All right. Okay. I we see you, Chase. 2021 <laughs> has been Chase, man. Chasing the the the, the, the King of Pro Wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. And holding the Texas, the Texas belt, wait, Texas championship belt, wait. Texas, Texas heavyweight champion. Yeah. So if you're ever in the state of Texas, he can, uh, he can defend that. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's getting under Yano's skin on the summer struggle tour. Yano is now calling for an I quit match with Chase Owens. So you might, you, you, uh, Bullet Club might want to remind Chase that Yano has that MMA experience, that he has that most violent player uh, experience because it sounds like it sounds like we're getting shoot fighter Yano. We're gonna be getting we're gonna be getting grappling Yano for this this I quit match. And so I Chase seen, better. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen MMA Yano in how many years, man. I think oh. he's lost it. I think he's I, I I haven't seen him worked out in in how many years now. I don't think he got it's, it no more, man. Chase is the Texas heavyweight champion. Come on, Yano. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not denying that Chase is, Chase is going to have some tricks up his sleeve. I am just. I'm just. You know, if we're talking strategy, you gotta. You gotta warn him. You got because it has been so long. It has been so long that there are there are New Japan fans that don't even know that Yano was a brutal, vicious MMA fighter in the mid 2000s. Go look it up, and you will. Uh, you will suddenly respect the the once king of pro wrestling uh, a lot more. The former king of pro wrestling. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be that. Yeah. So we we. We still haven't we still haven't seen what Chase is. <laughs> strong words, strong words from the Bullet Club camp. Uh, but yeah, Toru Yano is going to be taking uh, is going to is suggest an I quit match. Uh, Chase Owens has not. It sounds like suggested his stipulation yet, but we'll we'll see and we'll be there. We'll be there to vote on it. Then the next night in the MetLife Dome uh, in Saitama. We got three big tag or three big title matches that have already been announced. First, uh, Robbie Eagles, the first ever Australian to hold the IWG, any IWGP, uh, uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. He's going to be defending the belt against Hiromu Takahashi, who uh, who who uh, was off the shelf with injury for a while, has been doing a lot of commentary, and now is back, ready to take on the Sniper of the Skies. 
There is a three-way tag team championship match. Uh, Dangerous Techers can be defending against Sonata and Tetsuya Naito and also Yoshihashi and uh, Haruki Goto. They had a, a, a kind of backstage altercation after uh, Dangerous Techers won the belts back. And so now we've got a, got a three-way match uh, on our hands. Have you, what do you think of this, this kind of... If, it very much feels like Sonata and Naito have disrupted the tag division, and now you've got d- Dangerous Techers, Yoshihashi and Goto, and all the other established tag teams kind of being like, hey, hang, hang on a second. We have been busting our ass in this division. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you come in here, steal the spotlight with your forty-minute tag matches. We are. We're going to. We're going to take you out. We're going to derail you. Uh, and in fact, in fact, they. They. Uh, I think it was Saber and Taichi had to get everyone to admit that they liked them to to uh, get the tag match in the first place. Like the 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 contract signings between Naito Sonata and the various tag teams have been wild. It, it's been everything from magazine autographs to like st- uh, admissions of respect. It's it's. The tag division's going to be very weird when you finally get back to Japan. Uh, um, yeah, man. You know what? I, Sonata and, and Naito has definitely put a little, uh, you know, I, I like it because they bring yeah. a little different flavor to this. It's mm-hmm. mixing things up. And I, you know what? That, those two, watching them uh, perform right now, watching them wrestle against uh, the Techers, man, I, I like mm-hmm. I like what I saw. And I'm, I'm yeah. all about what happens here in this uh and this tag league that's coming up, I wanna, I like to hopefully see those those two in it because that's that's somebody I like to test my uh, test our tag team skills against. You know, we've done oh. it with our, everyone. I think those two would be nice. Especially Absolutely. Somebody that that was you know was IWGP heavyweight champion, mm. man. You know, let's see what you can do in the tag tag team. And, I, and I'm I'm just gonna say it. You and Sonata have very good chemistry together. I mean, it's gonna be. It it would be it would be a damn. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying you may not you may not like him, but it's magic when you two get in the ropes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, he's those those aren't the only tag. They also aren't the only championship matches. Like I said, Shingo Takagi and Evil will be closing out the September fifth uh, edition of Wrestle Grand Slam from the MetLife Dome. Uh, there's it's it definitely feels. As long as, as as long as you know the state of emergency eases up or something like that, it feels like it feels like we've got a very big Wrestle Grand Slam coming because that was that was kind of the thing that it felt like it, we had a great Wrestle Grand. This most recent Wrestle Grand Slam was a phenomenal show, but the uh, the COVID restrictions made it just it left it you know in this this very kind of nebulous place. I mean, hell, the, Kota Ibushi was pulled due to pneumonia right before the event. And so the fact that it kind of came together and uh, and was the the show that it was was a spectacular, but it definitely it definitely feels like it feels like the Wrestle Grand Slam shows they they need they need these September shows to be big. They need these shows to to really really pop off to kind of get that get that momentum back that I feel like New Japan had had in the the beginning of uh, of the year. You know what I mean? Because like it, yeah. it, the Olympics and everything screwed everyone up noah's having a weird time all japan's having a weird time everyone has been kind of 
kind of hey, man, hamstrung by it. The, hey, I'm not gonna blame the Olympics, man. I'm gonna blame COVID, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, it's the it's the, the Olympics would have had their own shit got happening if it wasn't with COVID. It's that shit. Yeah. Poor Olympics, man. They're already getting nothing. They're already getting nobody <laughs> to come in and watch this shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, All right, no, you're right. You're not even airing their shit here in America. <laughs> nobody knows the fuck's going on in Olympics anymore. There's people. There's Americans winning winning medals and nobody knows it here. I have to find out through Twitter. When they're fucking trending, if they're trending, oh, oh man, shit, <laughs> poor, poor Olympics, man, they're, they're getting the heat right now, nah, it's not I, them, yeah. fucking COVID, man, yeah. and we need to get the goddamn vaccines going, motherfuckers, go get your motherfucking <laughs> shots, goddammit, let's get this absolutely. shit Absolutely, absolutely, oh, no, you're, you're, abs- you're absolutely right, it has, it has been COVID, I, that was unfair, of me to blame the the snake bit 2020 <laughs> Olympics that are happening in 2021. Because uh, it does, it does, it feels like they've been trying so hard to get people to give a shit about this year's Olympics. Like Nobody there was a, br- a shit. no, there was a, there, there was a brief moment where I think we gave a shit about the skateboarding part of the Olympics. Cause it's like, Hey, skateboarding's back. And this 13 year old girl is a great skateboarder. Good for her. And then it just went right out of everyone's timeline. <laughs> Well, the last thing I heard about the, the, you know, the last thing I heard about the Olympics was, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? S- they got the, S- the, S- the, S- the, Simone Biles or Shikari Richardson. The, yeah. The, the runner, the runner got Shikari, was yep. smoking. And that was yep. the last thing I heard about the Olympics. And that was before the Olympics. And then <laughs> next thing I hear is Simone Biles like quit. And yep. then all of a sudden she won the she won a bronze medal and I'm like, how do you win a bronze medal when you just quit? I, I don't get it. <laughs> but but she came back. I didn't yep. know you can leave and then come back. Uh, right, it's so, it's been a weird weird road. Well, because because Simone Biles has she, a she's got the 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 problem that the Olympics aren't scoring her the way they're scoring everyone else. Like they straight up told her like you're so good at this, we technically can't give you full points for your stuff. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to handicap you like that. Then she also couldn't get her ADHD medication, so she's also dealing with a completely different sense of um, sense of attention span. Uh, and then you add all of the restrictions that are going on in Japan. Like it can't be the most mentally relaxing Olympics. Then you and then. And then you add the fact that like this is this is not someone who has had an easy road to the Olympics. She was part of the 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 Olympic team that was abused by Larry Nasser. She's been through so much that like she gets to do what she wants. She can quit. She can come back. Do whatever. Be do whatever makes you. Yeah. Of course, man. Of yeah. course. But I'm just saying this is the shit yep. that I'm hearing about the Olympics. I'm seeing that other people yep. won medals from the United States, and yep. I'm not hearing about it. I have to see on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! Like nobody in the news is talking about this shit. And I'm like, I, I hit up Piccolo to. I said, hey man, have you, you know, after I watched, I watched some shit about Simone Biles. I was like, hey man, have you, have you watched the Olympics? He goes, nah, man, they're, they're not showing it here in the states. There's something <laughs> going on. But like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on, man? It's yeah, it's because well, they are technically showing it. Like AEW keeps hanging their hat on the fact that like we've done over a million people while the Olympics are on. It's like, yeah, but no one's watching this Olympics. I don't know if that's necessarily. The that's superlative that you think it is. The Olympics, man. Yeah, that's there you go. That's yeah. that. What a that's time the... to be alive in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it 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 it's a weird time when the Olympics aren't like at the center of the world the way they usually are. Like the most, it's you're right. The most we've heard is Shikari Richardson. The cardboard beds that they've got that apparently it takes eight people. They were like, "Do you hear about these?" The no, cardboard, no, the Olympic, the it. Olympic, the Olympic village has installed cardboard beds 
because to contain the spread of COVID, they can't have the Olympic Village turning into the <laughs> usual orgy that it is every year. <laughs> so these beds are supposed to be designed so that more than one person collapses them. But they did a study where they took like eight people from like some team to like actually finally crush one. And so they don't even they don't even do that right. Um, but none of none of the news coming out of the Olympics has been, oh, they got this part right. It's always been. Here's another screw up. Here's another way they got it wrong. Man, we like just call pull the plug, bring it back in 2024. <laughs> like this Man. just I. Uh, this hey, can't be worth it. You want to bring eyes to the Olympic Olympics to a reality show on those low those home yep. those home uh you know what's like what what do they call give, the Olympics give, uh, the Olympic Village. Give me the Olympic Village, Village Temptation Island. Give me the <laughs> Olympic Village version of The Bachelor. Give me the Olympic Village version of of what's that? What's the HBO show they just did? Tune in and watch that oh shit. yeah, because <laughs> like HBO just debuted a reality show called Fuckboy Island that is abs. Like I swear to God, it's been the talk. Like every group chat is blowing up with talks of this. And it's like if you if you did a reality show in that Olympic Village, man. Everyone would be watched. They could do it like Big Brother. Have you ever seen how deep that's, they go into Big Brother? Nation. That's all yep. nations. You know, everybody yep. be tuning in from every country in the world because their people's in it. Like, exactly. But like, no, because like um, Big Brother, whenever they're on the air, they have the the weekly ep- they have the episodes that air. But then they also have twenty four hour running cameras in these in in the house that you can just log in online and see what the Big Brother house is up to. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be on, sometimes they're screwing, and so they put up that screen that's like, hey, nothing's really happening, tune back later. But uh, it, yeah, it, if you took a, like a full-on CBS Big Brother approach to the Olympic Village, we would not be having the ratings and, and attention discussion that we're having right now. Oh, my God. Hey, man. That's, that's, that's how you bring viewers in, man. That's how you do it. Car- hey, somebody just said at Fox 8404 said cardboard beds sounds wild. It yeah. would be wild on this show, man. Damn. Yeah. Hey, people, before it breaks, shit. That's mm-hmm. a big-ass orgy. Hey, oh. anyways. <laughs> I think we need Alrighty. to wrap it up right there, man. <laughs> yep. No, that's that, that is. Orgy. That's it. We're done. We're done <laughs> here. <laughs> hey. You guys, uh, thank you very much for joining us, especially here on, on Twitch chat. If you guys want to join us, it's Twitch at uh, Thomas Island on Twitch. And join us for these happy hours. We've got one coming up this weekend on uh, patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. Guys, our man Ross here is dropping mm-hmm. his album August yep. 6th. Tune in. Yep. Ross, tell us all about it, man. RossBerman.bandcamp.com on August 6th. I'm, I'm releasing my next album. It's called Beyond Caring. It is, I, frankly, it's the best album I think I've ever made, if I'm going to toot my own horn. Like, I'm, re- I'm really proud of how these songs are turning out. August 6th, RossBerman.bandcamp.com. I'm also, I'm going to be taking part in the trial of Tom's Customs tomorrow on Twitter. So tune in in Twitter spaces at 11 p.m. Eastern. Me and Shug, uh, Shug D are going to be the, the Dream Team Defense Squad uh, trying to trying to protect con- Tom and, frankly, all other controversial, subversive artists that are on Twitter. So head on over to the, the, the spaces for that. August 6th is, is my album. August 7th, I'll be at the Paper Machete. Uh, at the Green Mill in Chicago uh, at Ross Berman IV on Twitter if you want to want to find out where all these happenings are going on. Tama, where can they find you? Hey, find me on Twitter at the what is my damn Twitter name? Tama underscore Tonga. I think yep. it is. Tama underscore yep. Tonga. And, Tama uh, underscore Tonga. Yeah, hit me up on Instagram. Look me up. I am under the good bad guy Tama Tonga. You guys, 
Thank you very much for joining us this week. Join us again next week, same time, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We'll be on talking that shit. Ross, thank you very much, guys. Everyone on Twitch, everyone here on podcast, thank you very much, you guys. Have a safe week. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.